0: Hi, this is Coach Adam Weingarten. Welcome to the Coach AW Leading Culture Podcast. I've been a coach for over 20 years and I've gone through many different programs and dealt with many different situations and circumstances. Everything we'll do on this podcast is is designed to help bring you personal value, help build relationships, help maximize individual and team performance, and hopefully help develop your total program culture. Hey guys, welcome to the show today. Thank you for being on. Thank you for listening. I know it's an exciting time of the year. We've got Christmas coming up and we got shopping going on and we've got family members. Hopefully we're going to get to visit and uh, spend time with. And I know that it's a it's a great time for our loved ones. And so just thank you for spending time in such a, a hectic time to listen. And uh, today we're going to talk about um, what we did a few weeks ago in our program we call CORE, which is competitive ownership, relationships, and expectations. And the reason why we started this program here at our school was that we wanted to have some education uh, to teach our student athletes to be a better standard, um, a higher standard uh, for other people uh, to follow and want to emulate. And I think if you look at uh, or go back to when we were all in high school or growing up in college or in elementary school, there was always somebody or seemed to be somebody um, that we look forward to watch play, that we look forward to see practice, that um, we wanted to be them in, in the hallways, that um, they, were, they had actions and things that, that uh, we envied and we wanted to pattern our behavior after. And I think in today's world, we have so many things that we can pattern our behavior um, about that are negative or really don't produce success in the future. Um, and we wanted to, to, number one, be able to define what those things were for our student-athletes and then hopefully give them strategies on how to improve themselves as they go. And, you know, last last week or last the last podcast we had, uh, we talked about the importance of taking control of our mindset. Um, and that was actually our second lesson. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about our first lesson with our student-athletes and what we talked about. and. Well, what we did was we defined what was the great competitor. And the way I explained this to to them was, um, you know, several years ago, I had a uh, young man that transferred to our school from from out of town, uh, from really out of state. And uh, when I talked to his father about him, the young man was a tall, slender slender kid, Uh, had great athleticism, but was a little bit timid. And what I told his father was, this is going to be great for your son. I said, because... The kids in his position group, if he doesn't learn how to compete at a really high level, if he doesn't learn how to discipline himself, if he doesn't learn how to, um, to put in more work to um, really raise his standard of how he pre- prepares himself, um, but he's going to kind of be the outcast in that group because they have a high standard of how they want to perform. Um, and so the peer pressure was a positive peer pressure for that young man to raise his level of play. And not just that, but raise his level of expectation of himself. And what we see a lot of times in in high schools or in, in different, you know, groups or communities is that mindset is actually flipped, where it's that guy that's the hard worker, that guy that is that is sacrificing more, that guy that's competing with a relentless effort, is actually the kind of the outcast. They're really kind of the outlier within the group. And it's more unpopular to be that person than it is to be the guy that's, you know, um, this not really selling themselves out to a greater standard. And what we wanna to try to do is educate student athletes to where everybody's willing to do that and they have a support group um, to, play, to live for a different standard and hopefully create that snowball effect within our culture um, of young people that it becomes the popular thing um, to, to be a different standard, to be a great competitor, to sacrifice personal things for value Uh, to be tough to be disciplined to do all those things because uh, the opposite of that is mediocrity and you know coach Saban always says that high achievers don't like mediocre people mediocre people don't like high achievers well there's a lot of truth um, to that statement and so our first thing was was to just basically define what does the great competitor look like and we kind of broke it down into four different categories and those categories were relentless uh, discipline behavior sacrifice and then toughness and what we said about relentless being relentless was that it is really broken up into two different types you have a relentless competitor and a relentless teammate and we asked the student-athletes hey think of who is somebody that you want to be like who is somebody that um, you emulate your behavior after Who is somebody that you watched as a competitor that you, beha- you pattern your game after. And we let those guys talk about it. And we let them kind of repeat back to us some of those things and things that inspire people to be better. And you think about a relentless competitor, that guy or that girl, that's going all out all the time, right? From the moment the ball is tipped to the end of the game, from the first whistle to the last whistle. Um, it's that person in every single drill in practice. There's no daggum way that you're going to beat me there's no way that my coach isn't gonna feel like I'm the hardest worker. Like that kind of effort forces other people around you to play at a, at a higher level. It forces that person behind you in that line and that drill to go harder, right? Because if you don't meet that standard of that guy in front of you, you're gonna stick out as a person that is not competing at a high level. You're gonna stick out as that person uh, that's not giving the best effort, right? And a lot of times that person that relentless spirit there it's tough to be that not just making yourself do it all the time but a lot of times you look down upon because you may like make that other guy not look so good right you may make them look like they're not as hard of a worker you you make yourself stick out right and so like we tell our players hey you've got to make yourself noticeable in everything you do like when you go into every drill every every wind sprint you know, every competition period, there could be no doubt who the hardest worker is, who the guy is going to compete or girl is going to compete as hard as they can. And so, the first thing that sticks out is the relentless competitor, right? The next next part of that is the is the relentless teammate, the person that you know is is always looking after their teammates. And they come in the locker room, they have a relentless mindset of how other people behave around them, right? Like how this person normally talks a lot and today they're not like, why is that? I need to ask this person, you know, how are you doing today? Like, are you okay? Hey John, you're all right today, man. Or is something going on? Is something going on at your house? Man, what's going on in school? Like, and they, and they, they have an awareness of the people around them because their mindset is about their teammates. Right? So you think about like the people that you enjoy the most being around the teammates that that everybody likes, they have that spirit about them. They draw other people in. You know, I tell our guys, you know, if you want to notice how much somebody was respected within a program, when they come back to visit, see how many people run to them. Like, we've had guys that were tremendous players, the guys that have gone on to great careers uh, beyond high school. And when they come back, not a lot of people talk to them, right? And it's probably because they're a great performer, but they weren't a great teammate where we've had other guys that have been good players or gone on or or maybe not have been a great player, but have come back and they almost get tackled by everybody when they come back in the field house because they were loved by so many people and so many people still have their legacy. And we always say that people are gonna remember how you make them feel long before what they see you do. So let me repeat that. People remember how you make them feel long before um, what they see you do. And so the word relentless sticks out with the greatest competitor because people are competing on the field, but they're also competing for the relationships in the culture, the relationships in the locker room. And a lot of people we want to be like, a lot of people that we want to raise our standard to or should be a popular thing, are the people that are relentless in both areas, right? The people that are relentless on the court, on the practice field, on the game field, And they're also relentless in in the locker room, right? The second word beyond relentless was the word discipline, all right? People that are consistently making the right choices, all right? Whether that's in the classroom, whether that's in that community. Um, We've asked our student-athletes, hey, talk to me about people um, that you you like in pro ball, people you like in college ball, like somebody that you watched um, when you were in middle school and the high school level. What made you respect them? and their answers always revolve around consistency, consistency in choices, um, consistency in doing the right thing, and discipline, discipline choices is one of the greatest things that people may not in the moment um, respect sometimes, because when you're making the right choices, a lot of times, again, those things are not popular, Um, but over time, they gain the greatest respect Uh, from everybody around you, right? And people look back at that and they know they can count on you, right? So like when, when you are disciplined, that lets me know that I can trust you, right? And so discipline in the small things equals trust in the big things, right? So when people are consistently making those efforts, you're telling me that I can count on you. I can count on you in everything you're doing. And that's the thing that people want to follow as well. When you look at you know, the great quarterbacks, the great guys that have played the point guard position, the great, the great leaders of of any sport, the great the great catchers of the game, you know, in baseball, were people that, you know, had great discipline and consistency where people knew they could count on them in the long run, right? And people want to be like that, right? So a lot of times, like we said last week, um, it's always a battle between compromise and conviction when it comes to discipline and doing the right thing, right? Where compromise may meet your needs in the short term, it restricts your potential in the long term. Where when you're following your conviction to be disciplined, it may not meet your needs in the short term, but it maximizes your potential in the long run. Because undisciplined decisions may help you be popular in the moment, it may meet your emotional needs in the moment, you know, it may do all those things, but it also holds you back from being the best you can be, right? And so we talked about relentless, We talked about discipline. And the next thing we talked about that people love to follow is the word sacrifice, right? And and sacrifice is simply this, it's giving up something of personal value, right? And so what are things of personal value? Whether it's it's your time, it could be your resources, um, it could be your thought process, right? It's anything of personal value that people give up for the better good. So it could be working extra after school. It could be doing more reps. It could be giving somebody a ride home. You know, it could be any of those things. It could be, it could be a thousand things that you give up a personal value for the better good. So an instance of personal time would be, you know, you're, you're tired after practice, you're ready to get home. You get in your truck, you're you're leaving campus, and you see that one teammate sitting there waiting for his ride. And you know he lives 20 minutes out of the way. And you're really just ready to get home. But that tug at your heart pulls at you that, man, I need to go back and ask him if he needs a ride, right? And then you get that guy home, all right? And that time you spend in that truck talking has more value than anything you could have done for the the long term. You know, we, we do an exercise with our team Um, in our care program that we ask our our players to talk about what's one thing in your life that or one time in your life where somebody made you feel valued and what did they do. And every answer normally revolves around three different things. It's when somebody sacrificed time for them, um, somebody held them accountable and somebody listened to understand. All right. In all three Things right there, whether a teammate's holding somebody accountable, right? That's that sacrificing thought process, all right? Whether it's spending time with them, which is taking away their time to do other things, whether it's taking time to listen to understand, which is really rolls around the same thing—you're giving up resources or helping somebody out. Okay, that is sacrifice that people want to follow, right? That sacrifice—that's another standard um, that we need and the great competitor does a lot of those things, right? They sacrifice for the greater good because they understand that it takes everybody for a team to be successful. They understand that it takes other people for them to be successful. And that just doesn't happen with a take relationship. Okay. That comes from giving and giving and giving, right? The greatest competitors that I've coached have also been servant leaders. All right, which means they give of themselves to help lead the team. All right, so we talked about, again, going back, we talked about guys that were relentless competitors. In every drill, there's no daggum way that I'm not going to be the hardest worker. In every game, I'm going start to finish, whistle to whistle, horn to horn with everything I got. There's there's no way that my effort cannot be noticed. All right, the relentless teammate, the great competitor is a relentless teammate, has an awareness of people around him. All right, and he's relentlessly seeking. The word relentless means you never stop, right? You never stop. He's, he's constantly seeking his teammates to do extra things. He's seeking his teammates to see how they are, right? He's, he's, not, he's not being self-absorbed, right? The great competitor is discipline. They consistently try to make the right choices, which helps gain respect. Remember, discipline in the small things equals trust in the big things right? The next thing again is sacrifice. Okay. They're willing to give up personal things of value for the greater good. And the last thing we talked about was the word toughness. And we talked about toughness in two areas. We talked about physical toughness and we talked about mental toughness. All right. And physical toughness is so key because it's the, really the one big thing that you can't hide. You know, it's, um, it's something that people, notice immediately about you as a competitor. I think a lot of times we think about physical toughness, we're really just thinking about how does somebody play through bumps and bruises or, or a minor injury? Well that's, and that's part of it too to some degree because nobody wants to follow somebody that's, that's always looking to set out of practice when they could do more. Um, or when it gets a little bit tough in a the game, they. They don't want to compete anymore. Nobody, no matter how great of a competitor you are, if you don't display physical toughness um, in the preparation, if you can't display physical toughness in the competitive environment, you know, people tend to lose respect for you as a competitor. Nobody wants to follow that, right? But the biggest thing that people follow with physical toughness is somebody that has that warrior spirit, right? That gladiator uh, mentality. Within the competitive environment, whether it's you know a football player, whether it's watching a, a Ray Lewis type player, a running back that's going to take on the linebacker, you know, receiver that that dives with everything he's got to catch the ball, that that guy that's running for home plate that stretches out to to score, that guy that goes up for the for the layup and gets hammered and gets the and one hits the floor and pops back up. You know that type of mentality and that type of display of physical toughness inspires people. That's a part of who the great competitor that people, you know, want to follow, right? And hand in hand with physical toughness is is the mental toughness part, um, which means that we're able to get through our thought process. Like when something good happens, we're able to repeat that and not let the good. Affect us in a negative way a lot of times handling success is as hard as anything keeping a consistent mindset to keep Playing tough to keep executing your job But not only that but we face adversity in the game. We don't have a good game We miss a shot or we strike out or we walk a batter or we miss the play or we throw an interception or we do something negative within the game how do we respond next right the guy that can, or girl that can, have a consistent down the middle mindset and be able to 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 respond, not let that play affect the next play, not let that game affect the next game, emulates what a great competitor looks like, right? Because it's on to the next thing. It's every play has a life of its own, right? Part is pretty self-explanatory in the game environment. But the greatest mental toughness we feel is the mental toughness of getting better in handling tough conversations, handling tough coaching, handling uh, accountability from, from other teammates, right? Think about how many times that we do not get better because of our inability to drop our pride, listen to our coach, listen to a teammate that cares, and step forward and improve, right? So like last week we talked about, we used the example of um, Moses leading the people out of Egypt to try to get to Canaan and the, and the promised land, right? The, they were slaves to Pharaoh in Egypt and they wanted a new life. They wanted to get to the promised land that had always been given them, a, the land of milk and honey, where everything was going to be so much better for them. And they always wanted to be delivered from this old way of life. And when Moses delivered them and then took them into the desert on their journey to become... Uh, to get to the promised land, to have a whole new way of life, they started fighting amongst themselves. And what turned into an 11-day journey turned into a 40-year journey, right? Because they failed to operate together. They failed to listen. They failed to stay on the plan and just get there, right? And I think that's a lot of us when we're trying to become a great competitor, we're trying to become a new standard. Mental toughness comes into play big time. Right, because we have to be able to stay on plan, we have to be able to listen to the tough talks, we have to listen to instruction, we have to let people hold us accountable so we can stay on track to be the best we can be. Right, and that's tough. All right, how we respond to adversity, how to respect each other, um, how we move forward, and all those things play into that. Right, and so when you see yeah, people this that... thing on these on, deals on Twitter where they're showing a video of offensive linemen getting chewed out by their coach, but saying, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. On the sideline, everybody's talking about that's the example of what it looks like to be able to take tough coaching and respond, right? Those things are things people want to emulate and be like. Nobody wants to respond or mirror image the guy that bucks his coaches, right, that bucks his teammates, and does all those things, right? So if we put all these things together, right, all these things together of a guy that is competing as hard as they can in everything they do, and they walk onto the court, the gym, the, the football field, the baseball diamond, whatever, there's no way that anybody's ever going to doubt that I'm the hardest competitor out here, right? The person that walks into the dugout locker room, and they're relentlessly seeking their teammates, they're high-fiving people, there's nothing more contagious than enthusiasm. I mean, there's nothing more contagious than enthusiasm, right? The person that is trying to consistently make the right choices is with a disciplined mindset. The person that is is not afraid to give up their personal value, which is their time, their resources, right? Their, Their thought process for the greater good. And then the person that displays mental and physical toughness in everything they're doing, There's nothing more contagious than people with those traits, right? And so the thing is, is that we want to be able to educate student athletes on what that really looks like. We want to educate them and give them awareness on where our weak points are, so we can all grow together and and be an example of what a great competitor looks like, because the snowball effect of higher standards needs not only happen in in schools, but needs to happen in our communities, needs to happen across the country, right? So we have more positive things that people wanna grow up and be like. So is like we said at the beginning, if you go back and look at when we were elementary school students, middle school students, high school students, there was always that one person, right? There's always somebody, whether it was an athlete or, or whoever, that we looked up to. And you can probably think about in your mind right now who that person is that you looked up to, that you wanted to be like, right? That you saw how they treated somebody, you treated them the exact same way they did. You saw how they prepared. You prepared the same way they did. You saw how they played, and you played the same way they did, right? And so we want more of those standards walking our hallways, more of those standards in our community, right? And we want to create that snowball of excellence um, within our culture, okay? And that, and that was the biggest part of that first first meeting that we had um, with them was was about being a great competitor. Here in this in the next episode, we're going to have we're going to have some guests come on. Uh, we're going to have some other coaches that we're going to talk about culture and things. And i uh, really excited about doing that. Really excited about you. Uh, and just thankful for our time today uh, talking about CORE, talking about being a great competitor and what that looks like in our culture and what we want to do to keep maximizing that. So appreciate you guys today. You guys have a have a great uh, uh, Christmas and I look forward to talking again soon.